The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Autism Live on the Autism Network. I'm Shannon Penrod and I'm so excited and grateful to be here today for so many reasons here with you live. Today is Monday. It is the 7th, right? I'm, I got to check the day of March uh, 2022. And I've got great guests for you today. We've got great topics for you today. I've got all kinds of kitsch around me and much to talk about. And my heart is full, full, full because... I left my house for the first time in two years. <laughs> Who would have thought that that would have been a good idea? And I wasn't sure uh, while I was doing it if it was a good idea. And I don't think I necessarily did it well. But I did leave my house for a very important reason. I dropped into the Cal Abba conference over the weekend. If you were watching, we attempted with all good intent to do live feeds from the event. I had asked when I go to an event like that, I, the thing that I want to share most with parents is sort of like the entree into it. So we tried to do a live feed from the resource fair, which was successful in, at some times and, you know, uh, very like catch as catch can and other places. But, you know, I we do our best, right? We do what we can. Don't look at the bathtub where we got a message, right? And um, And then I also am very passionate about a poster session. And so if you had an opportunity to uh, be on the crazy walk around the, the thing with me for the poster session, uh, then you know about that. Poster sessions, I just think they give me so much hope because you meet the next generation of people working in this field and um, you see what they're researching and it makes me really happy. But also at the resource fair, I, I, I went around, I met almost everybody at every single booth. I, I missed one booth. So we're going to have him on as a guest. Um, but then I went back and I, each time I tried to show you guys what the giveaways were. And then I cycled back and went back and, and got like a little bit of all the best of everything. And it occurred to me that the next time I go to an event, what I'm going to do, um, cause I, Traven, I know you like some of this stuff. And I said to everybody, I have to bring my producer back something. So I'm just going to very quickly go through the stuff that I got, but you know what I'm going to do the next time is I'm going to collect two bags. One as like the giveaway that I'm, we're going to, you know, give away to one lucky viewer who didn't get to go to the event because, it's good stuff. Can I tell you? Um, so this was one of my faves, uh, and we have to uh, give props to progressive behavior analyst autism council had these, and this is just a fun sensory thing, but you can also heat it up so that it's a hot pad or make it cold so that it's a cold pad. So you can add sensory to it, or it can be a beneficial thing, but it's just fun. If this had googly eyes on it, I'd marry it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Because it's just super fun. So Traven, you have to put in the comments uh, what what you want because I, I got a bunch of stuff for you. I have to say that um, I gave props um, on the event company. Raven was there. There were a lot of companies that were there that are just providing help and support to ABA providers. Um, and they had good kitsch. They had good stuff. So uh, this uh, black Raven bottle, but I don't know if you can also see um, Traven, I don't know. I might be willing to part with this. This is a canvas, black canvas bag, but you know what I love about it is that it's a little bit smaller than your average. So it's great for taking lunches in, but Traven, if you want it, I'll part with it. But I, 
I thought, Trayvon, that you would want this water bottle. It's a fab, it's a good one. You know what I'm saying? It's a good one. Um, so good, good kitsch. Uh, also, another one of my favorites, I went absolutely gazanga over this. Oh, Traven, Traven's claimed the Black Raven bottle. Uh, I love this one. Look at this. Colored pencils. This was Spectrum Center, uh, spectrumschools.com. We really love talking to them. And um, it's a, a, a set of colored pencils, but look, it's in its own little container and it has the sharpener on the top. I just went absolutely nuts over that. There were lots of people that get um, give things uh, like this that are great at a conference. They're little notebooks and some of them do it different. Like they put their, their logo on it and some of them do it different where the pen is attached. I super love that. There's one here somewhere that... Oh, I know it's in the gift bag. Um, I'll get to that in a second. That it has its own little zipper thing on the end. And you know what was really popular was everybody was hand sanitizer in different methods. So there, there's like the ones that look like the the their they used they used to put lens cleaning cloths, um, lens cleaning solution in these, and I like them that. But you know this is handy dandy to put in your bag, or this can attach to whatever. Super love that hand sanitizer was big at the conference. Oh, lots of uh, pins. Love the pins. I, I don't love all of them, right? I'm not a fan of BF Skinner anymore. Um, after having Temple Grandin tell her, me too, sorry about BF Skinner. We don't wear BF Skinner stuff anymore. But I love this one. It's clever. It says put COVID on extinction because, you know, there's an ABA term extinction. So I super love that. And of course, I love this one. I love someone with autism. I love a lot of something. Someone's with autism, right? Um <laughs> I love more people with autism than people who are neurotypical. Um, this is uh, a handy dandy little thing that you put on your computer to slide so that your camera can't be live. Sometimes people had hand lotion in addition to the hand sanitizer because, you know, our hands are all dried out from all that. I love this brain, the squishy brain from the Chicago school. There've been years where it was all squishies, but these are great. We take them home to our kids. They're, they're wonderful. This is another one. And this has googly eyes. I want to say that this came from therapeutic pathways who had good stuff. So this is, um, you know, it's, it's uh, squishy gel, right? But it comes with the googly eyes and then it comes with its own case. So you can put it back in so it doesn't get all sticky. Of course, everybody had pens and I only took the best pens because, you know, not all pens are created equally. Um, I love the ones that are like this that have the little soft thing on the end of it so you can use it to tap on your phone iPad too. That came from stages learning materials. I liked them. They were amazing and awesome. So all these amazing, great pens, but Trayvon, I think you're going to love this. Um, it's a lightning charger. Uh, this is the stuff they give you guys. This is from learning arts also loved them. They were amazing people. Um, Trayvon, I'm thinking you want that too. It's all yours. Um, and then my other thing that, uh, Trayvon says, oh yes, for sure. Um, I love when they have these cause who doesn't, if you are, were ever a school teacher or wanted to be one in your dreams, um, the different rainbow sticky things so that when you have notes for something. Um, so I love this one came, um, from motivity and this one came from ther therapeutic pathways. They all have different ones. I mean, how fabulous is this? And your in your backpack. 
um, right? Good, good kitsch. And then some people, um, like from Mary, they put a whole get back together for you. I'm losing my earpiece. We are going to get down to business in a minute, but you know, I have to cavell over this stuff. So you get your green puzzle piece in your gift bag. You get your pen that has its thing on the end that you can do the, the iPad with. You get your notebook for the conference. It's like a, like a self-help kit. And it, this is the zipper bag that comes on the end of it. So that if you need to put something in there, super love that. And of course they had the hand sanitizer in their bag as well. And they gave you material about what, uh, Lumari does. So I see, and their business card is in there too. So I can book them to be on the show to talk about what they do. Um, so, oh, but then here we go. I think this is your, going to be your favorite one, Traven. Um, so this is from East Bay ABA, an ABA provider. And it is a, on one end of my cube here, there's a set of earbuds, which we love. On the other end of the cube is a, uh, a cloth to clean your screen. Clever. Um, very, very clever. So, and it's just cute. It looks like a little a little dice that says four on. So loved all of that. We now know, uh, and you know, I, 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 there's so many reasons to go to a conference, right? Um, and it's certainly not to go to get the kitsch. Can we be honest about that? It's not to go, but the kitsch is also fun too. And, and I love, I, when I used to go, I, I, I just want to encourage all of you go to a, go to a conference, go to an event. Um, we all need to be getting back out there. You know, I've been like the most stay at home, um, but we all need to be getting back out there again, right? It was so great to see people, see them face to face. Um, I do love to go to the resource fair and get a little bit of everything because that's what I used to do. In the early days when my son was diagnosed, I used to go to an autism walk and I would go through and I would just pick up literature and pick up a pen or whatever and put it in a bag. And then I would go through it and sometimes it was some, there was something that was like for teenagers and my son was three, but I put it into a place and then eventually I went back and, and said when I needed it, I had it. And that's great. But I'll tell you what else happens while you're getting the kitsch, you make a connection with someone and you have a conversation with them. And along the way, by the time you leave that event, whatever event it is, you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just not alone in this. There's so many people and they're so passionate and they care so much and they're so accepting of me, of where I am and the family member that I love or you know, if you're the person on the spectrum, again, that it's you and you go, look, look at how much goodwill there is in the world. And it just, it's like plugging you in and getting the recharge. Um, and now, and then sometimes other things happen that you go, oh, I see where the work needs to be done and you get recharged on both of those things today. So, and I have squishies to squish. So, um, in the future, I'll collect a bag and we'll, we'll have one lucky winner, uh, get it. I do want to say that the chat is open and you guys are writing in right now. Let me acknowledge that Sarah is here. Hi, Amanda's got her blue hearts. Michael is here. Hello from Philly, Michael. Uh, yes, Amanda, lots of goodies. And, and I didn't take everything. You know what I'm saying? I just took what I thought Traven uh, might like or my son might like or that I would use, right? Uh, Teresa, I'm sending you applause too. Jacob, good morning. If you guys want to write in right now, uh, yes, Jacob, Traven claimed all the good stuff because I was getting it for him, but then I had the idea 
let me do this in the future for you guys. Hello, Renee and Elvira. So glad that you're here sending you claps and hearts too. We got a big, big show. Let me say that we're live right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and about a dozen other places. Trayvon is showing them to you right now. You can be writing in though on those big three and I can be yelling your name out too. You know, I love the old romper room. I see Renee and Elvira and I see Jacob because uh, my dad was Mr. Music for a short period of time on the romper room show. That's true. That is just true. Um, anyway, and this show will podcast later on. And when it does, it will be available on all the places that you get your podcast as a free download. We hope that you'll check it out. We are the number one rated autism podcast worldwide. And that is because of all of you. That's just plain and simple. That's a fact too. It's because you've liked, you've shared, you've watched, you've uh, reviewed on iTunes. You know it. Uh, you know I love it when you review on iTunes because I don't know what the algorithm is, but when you do a review on iTunes, many more people in many more countries find us. And by the way, you know if you're watching, like uh, somebody said, who was it? Michael said they were watching from Philly. I am geographically challenged, and I always love it when I know where you guys are watching from. That's super fun. Uh, we have a big audience that here in the states, but we always have a, a big international audience too. And you know, I just love you all. So, so thrilled and proud to be part of your community. I just really felt that at the conference this weekend. I was like, I'm so proud to be um, in this community and, and be included in this community, be a part of your tribe. You know what I always say? Uh, we hold hands, we get there together. Si se puede, right? Uh, oh, Renee and Elvira have been watching my movie recommendations from Facebook. Uh, I, I, this is a whole sideline that I'm doing now too. I'm reviewing movies and TV on Facebook. Can I tell you though, that I, I had to pause for the last two weeks because I've, I've watched my first K-drama. <gasps> Stop. It is the best thing ever. There will be more on that in the future. Um, and I've been engrossed in it. I have, um, and also, uh, the other big news is, you know, my book is coming out in July. And so we are in the last couple of days when I can make incremental little changes and, um, the book has to be done, completed, sent in tomorrow. So we paused on the movie reviews for a second, but wait till next week. There will be a lot of catching up. Uh, and you can check those out on Facebook and the, that will all be available. I just got an agent for that. It's crazy. Um, so those will be available in more places too. I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, uh, Traven says, I've been trying to convince my, my girlfriend to get a K-drama. Ha ha. Let, uh, let me know. Okay. So the one that I've been watching you guys, which is seriously like the best thing ever, um, is, uh, crash landing onto you. I just, I have one and a half more hours left of it and I'm afraid to watch it because then it will be over and, and I don't know what will I will do with the rest of my life. Um, so you know, we'll talk about all of that another time. We have so much to cover and we've got great guests today. I digress greatly. Can you tell I'm, I'm hepped up and excited about, cause you know, I got my battery recharged. I saw people, I kept saying, I'm confused. I, I keep thinking I'm, this is like a Netflix show that I'm watching. And I have been told repeatedly by my husband not to say things to the television because those people won't respond to me. We're talking to me. I was like, wait a second, you're real. Um, it was very exciting. Uh, but I was glad to come home too, because I'm a homebody. All right. Uh, we, we got to get to jargon of the day so we can get to our guests. Uh, so let's take a look every, every Monday and Wednesday, we like to do the jargon of the day because it's necessary, right? This, this crazy world in which, and boy, I, I heard some jargon over the weekend, right? <laughs> um, 
So, and, and the jargon can sink your boat, right? It's, it really can make you feel like uh, that you're not good enough. If you're not careful, it can make you feel like you're massively ignorant. I made a point of saying so to somebody over the weekend, I said, here's the deal about your jargon that you guys all love so much. Jargon has a purpose. Jargon helps people in a group to be able to communicate faster, but you got to read the room. And if you're doing your jargon from your group and you're in a room where that, that people aren't in on the joke, right? <laughs> in on the thing with the jargon, then, then you're really separating people. Um, so it's important to read the room, which is what my son told me the other day in a very heated conversation. He was like, mom, read the room. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's so good that he told, you know, it's so funny because in the moment, I don't even take offense at it. I go, look at him advocating for himself and using that expression. (laughs) And, And then he gets more mad. He's like, pay attention to what I'm saying, not the fact that I'm saying it. Uh, amazing. So, um, anyway, we do the jargon because we want to be able to understand what these people are saying, right? Um, that's the thing we want access. So, uh, we give you first the actual definition, then we give you a working definition and somewhere in the middle, sometimes I make fun of the definition Uh, lately, not so much because a lot of these terms are things in the last, uh, I, I don't know that since the, the new year, we've been trying to do go back and do terms that we just never did, but that we will use here or our experts will use on the show um, so that we're filling out. There's a whole playlist of our jargon, which you guys can go and check out. We also have had so many requests because quite honestly, uh, so many university programs use our jargon of the day to help study. They, they tell their students to use it to study. And apparently they take bets on how crazy my hair is that day. So today's a good crazy day. Um, I'm happy that I can help in that way with, with my, my hair that is always offbeat. Um, because if we're learning, it doesn't matter. Right. So, um, the whole thing is though, anybody who wants to know, we want you to be able to have an entry point to be, begin to understand why this might be important to you. So today is something that we talk about a lot and we, apparently we've never covered this in jargon. I just can't even believe it. Um, so let's take a look at what the actual definition for pairing is. I don't know. I immediately go to, are we talking about wine pairings? Like, um, I had a great conversation once with Dr. Temple Grandin about, she was, she read an article in business week about wine pairings with gourmet dog foods. It was hilarious. I wish I could have videotaped it for you. She got to laughing so hard that both of us were reduced to a puddle. Um, But we're not talking about pairing wine with anything, including dog food. We're talking about something completely different. And you see that I've given you an actual definition from Evanstead, Flynn Privet, and Gutting. Thank you. Uh, pairing is a technique used in applied behavior analysis, ABA, to help form and maintain rapport with a child by combining, i.e. pairing the learning environment and the parent with already established reinforcers, items that are rewarding. Okay. As jargon goes and definitions go, this isn't the worst, right? But that is faint praise, um, right? Because if I want to know what pairing is, I'm not going to leave this definition with any greater understanding of this, right? 
And I'm not really going to understand why this is something that's really going to help me. Now, Amanda just wrote in and said, my favorite thing is pairing. It definitely sets the foundation. Okay. So let's, and then I've, I, let's go to our working definition, which is not even a well-written sentence because I wrote it and I was like, how do I say this? Okay. And make it accessible, but it's not quite right. And even I know that when good things are consistently happening, we associate good things with other things that may not have anything to do with each other. So when I think about pairing, I think about it in a really global sense and that it's really, I think about the holidays, think about holidays and, you know, pick your favorite holiday. And like, I'm all about Christmas. I I super duper love Christmas. And what do you love about Christmas, Shannon? Well, I love this. I love that. But we're going to take a journey back to my childhood and it's going to have to do with food. And, and so, you know, every time we would have Christmas and we would, which is very reinforcing. And as a kid getting new toys, boy, what is better than that? But my mother was constantly pairing that with sugar. Let's put as much sugar with this as possible. And so somewhere along the line, for me, Christmas gifts and sugar melded together. And I've spent the greater part of my adulthood going, let's peel the sugar off of that sucker because the sugar really doesn't have anything to do with it. And in fact, sugar makes me feel like death. I, you know, I have diabetes now. I can't be having that. And I, and I don't want to feel like I'm missing out on Christmas, but sugar was paired with Christmas for me and I'm having to peel it off. Now think about this from the opposite side of things that a lot of times you guys will write in and you'll say, well, how do I get my kiddo to like X? Um, how do I get them, you know, to want to be polite, right? And, and a lot of what we're doing um, in ABA is giving a, a reinforcer for something, right? But if you think about that in a, in a bigger sense and about how I love, okay, so I don't know if I can tell which great BCBA that I love. Um, I'm, I don't know that I have approval to say uh, that she does this with her kids at home. So I'm not going to say her name. Um, but she really wanted for her kids to be excited about doing their homework and to think of it as a good time and something that um, that they would want to do is come home from school, sit down at the table, bang their homework out, and then have the rest of their day free. She really wanted to anchor that in their experience because for her, that was something that was really beneficial. So she, you know what she did? She, uh, her kids, she kind of, in, in a sense, not in a sense, she did a preference assessment with her kids. She saw what was the thing that was like something that was special, sparkly, that made them super happy. And she did not allow Kool-Aid in her house. Like Kool-Aid was just not a thing that she was like, <laughs> artificial colors, sugar, mm. I don't want that in my house. But whenever her kids would go to somebody else's house and they would have Kool-Aid, her kids thought it was the be all living end, right? So she took her uh, BCBA brain and said, all right, I I really don't love Kool-Aid, but I really want my kids to love doing their homework. And I really want to anchor this for them when they're young. So when they started in kindergarten, she started this new thing and she got the big Kool-Aid picture with the, with the face on it. And, um, and she would make a fresh, fresh badge of Kool-Aid and she would say, the Kool-Aid is on the table for a half an hour while you do your homework. 
Um, and you can have as much Kool-Aid as you want for the, and she put the time limit on it because she didn't want them sitting there at midnight having the Kool-Aid, right? You get for a half an hour, you can have as much Kool-Aid as you want if you're doing your homework. And her kids every day, they were like, can I do my homework now? Right. And so, but what she did was paired the Kool-Aid with the homework and her kids don't have Kool-Aid anymore. They're like teenagers. They're getting, you know, I think one of them is a senior in high school and they don't have Kool-Aid anymore when they do their homework, but they, they still come home and go, I want to get my homework done right away because they've learned the benefits of doing your homework right away. But in the beginning, she made it happen because she paired it with Kool-Aid. Um, so Jacob says, I'm not going to lie. You mentioned homework made me miss school. LOL. I don't know why. Cause probably, you know, you pay, somebody paired learning with empowerment and for good things that whenever good things are happening while we're doing something, we just sort of, I don't know how the brain works. You, you know, you got, maybe our guests can tell us, but your brain starts to associate the two together. And what we want to do is mindfully associate good things with things that we want our kids to be interested in. Um, if you think about, you know, why do we love going to Disneyland so much? Whenever I'm at Disneyland, there's so much fun at Disneyland, right? But there's always somebody having a meltdown at Disneyland and you come home and you're so exhausted and right. But we've associated so many good things that it overrides the things that are not so good. Uh, Sarah says, yes, I do the similar thing for my kids. My son is not allowed to play games without doing any homework. Now he gets home and asks me, uh, what he, uh, that he asks me that he wants to do homework because he wants to play his video game. Right. And that's great because he knows that it's going to be a reward at the end, but with pairing, we really want to have it happening at the same time to reinforce the thing as it's happening. Um, so think about it in terms of that, but I love your example of, you know, saying, you know, first this, then this, um, and that if you do this, this is good at the experience. Of it is luscious. Oh, my internet is crazy. But, um, in any case, we're running late. Uh, all right, got to move on, but love, 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 love pairing. Okay, let's take a look at what our question for today is, because we want to get to our guests. They're fabulous. They're really wonderful. I'm going to blow everybody's mind today. So our question is today is, what's your favorite memory from childhood? And you might want to like think about it, have a warm, gushy moment, but, that, but then so what were what were you pairing with that moment? What was going on during that moment? Because people will tell us all the time, oh, my favorite memory from childhood was when my family was all together and we were on a picnic. And, you know, what was great about it was that we were all there together and, and wonderful. But you know what I remember? And then they'll remember some sense. Like, I remember there were lilies. And so I love the smell of lilies now. Um, because, uh, you know, lilies take me back to that moment or we had cucumber sandwiches. And so I love this, the taste of cucumber sandwiches and the smell of cucumber sandwiches. Right. And if you think about it, the opposite is true too, that we could be someplace and something was happening and in the environment, it was bad. Right. And, and there, and whatever was in the environment we associate with that, and it's not really fair. It's not really right. Cause of the, you know, we, 
like we smell fish and we're like, oh, I, I remember that time because we were, we just opened a package of fish and then my dog was in a car accident and died. So I hate the smell of fish, right? You've paired that with the negative experience. For ABA, we want to be pairing good things with positive experiences so people want to participate in them. Um, but what's your favorite memory? Write into us. Um, Amanda says, I do lots of pairing and condition reinforcers around here, especially with changing our food over to clean only ingredients. Love that. Hello, American Amy. I am so glad that you are here. I was reading one of your comments over the weekend. I'm, I'm really, really glad that you're here with us. Uh, okay. So we, and we have always have a topic of the week. And so let's get right to the topic of the week so we can get our guests in here. They've been waiting patiently and they're fabulous. I hate wasting their time. Um, oh, I'm so glad that this is the topic for the week. I just was talking about this. Uh, thank you, American Amy. I'm glad you're here. Um, uh, it has to be fair. This is my favorite quote from Dr. Doreen Grampichet. It is the thing that I'm, it's my, it's my guiding, it's my compass. It's my North star. It has to be fair. When I'm talking about doing something with myself, I, I put this measure on it. I go, is it fair? You know, I was berating myself this morning because my house looks like a hurricane has hit it. And I was like, how am I this bad at housework? And I was like, wait a second. I was away at a conference for a week and I'm finishing up the final notes on my book. Is it fair to ask, ask me to clean my house too? And I decided it isn't, right? And I so I cut myself some slack. But I'll tell you, this is so critical when we are talking about how we work with our kids and teens and adults on the spectrum. If it's not fair, what are we doing? If there's something, and, and if you're trying to teach anybody anything, you got to come from this perspective. It has to be fair. If somebody says to me, well, you know, um, my child doesn't want to do this. My first question is, well, why would they want to do What's in it for them? Like, let's make it fair. If we can just follow that guideline always, is it fair? If we're asking a four-year-old to clean their room, is it fair? Because um, I don't know any four-year-old that really can clean their room completely by themselves, right? Um, now, maybe it's reasonable to ask them to put their toys away. I think that's fairly reasonable for a four-year-old if... We've provided them with clear instructions about where they go and they're getting some sort of praise for it because otherwise, why is it fair? If we just keep asking ourselves, is it fair? I, I you know, I got involved in a lot of conversations over the weekend that we're going to be talking about all week long because I was sitting on a panel that was talking about neurodiversity and ABA and I just kept wanting to go back to that. Well, here, here's how it's easy, you guys. If we just apply this litmus test to it, is what we're asking the person to do fair? Because when it's fair, it takes them into consideration. It takes what, what they knew prior, what they want, what is personally rewarding for them. All of, If we just follow this. So I'm going to be preaching about this. I'm so excited um, that this is our topic this week. Now, with all of that in mind, it's just perfect who our guests are today. I just can't say enough good things. They are 
they have so many other credentials, but they are also podcasters. They have a podcast. Um, and the podcast is titled, this is a long title for me, uh, 25 uh, Year Look Across the Spectrum with Kelly Birmingham and Jen Lucero. Uh, so that's a long title, but uh, you'll understand why once we talk to them about why that's a necessary title, because why would we be looking back 25 years? Uh, but our guests today are Kelly Birmingham and Jen Lucera. Jen's been on the show before. Jen is one of our favorite people. She's been on the show many times before. She's an amazing mom who's done great work with many different organizations. And right now where she's making a difference is with the Special Olympics organization. I just love her. Jen's one of those people that I, you know, I've missed because I haven't been going to events and normally that is where I see Jen and she is like coming home when I see her. She's just an amazing person with an amazing spirit. Um, and I can't wait for her to talk to us about all the things. Her son, Big D, is also uh, an amazing human being on the planet. Uh, and I cannot remember, I know your other son, uh, Jen, is is it is it Ethan or Ian? It's one of those names, Ian or some which I don't know. It's one of those E names that I can't remember until his face is right in front of me. But uh, I also want to say Kelly Birmingham. It's her, Ethan. Thank you. Okay. I knew I was in the neighborhood. He is a, an incredible human being too, because I think that siblings are the best people on the face of the earth. And he's an example of that. So we'll talk about him as well. But Kelly, it's Kelly's first time here on the show. And I think I'd met Kelly before, but I, I met Kelly in person for the first time in a long time the other day while I was in the middle of the live stream with the paper session and I can't do two things at the same time. So I apologize in advance, but Kelly is amazing. She's a BCBA in, uh, in the field of autism. And I love what these guys are bringing in their podcast. Cause it's very unique. And we're going to talk about that, but Kelly, oh my gosh, what, what has Kelly not done? She's been a BCBA since 2003 which means she's, she's one of our pioneers. Uh, she also is a published author. You want to check out her book, Social Skills Solutions, a hands-on manual. Have you been asking for this? Yes, you have. And now I've told you about it. Uh, she's certified ESDM certified therapist. She's a peer certified therapist. We talk about peers all the time. Uh, she's worked for so many and written for so many organizations, including Autism Speaks. Um, like there's just too much to say about Kelly because she's absolutely fabulous. Um, so these two amazing women are doing this podcast and you got to check it out. I, I, even this morning I was listening to it on Spotify. Um, they're remarkable and they're bringing something, a special flavor, uh, to this arena that I love. So let's get them in here so they can talk. And there is a link in the description to the podcast. Let me say that. So hello, uh, Jennifer and Kelly. Shannon. <laughs> it's so good to see you guys. First of all, let's start by talking about this podcast and how it started and, and what the flavor is that you guys are bringing. I have much praise, but I want you guys to talk about it too. Who wants to go first? You I'll go, Kelly. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> so, you know, Jen and I have known each other for a very long time. Ethan was diagnosed um, at three and a half, four. Um, Dr. Joe Donnelly at UCI sent her my way and I started working with Jen and Dylan and Ethan <laughs> when he was first diagnosed. And then we transitioned that over to another provider and because of Jen's work with Autism Speaks um, and my work at the UCI Center for Autism, we then started working together rather than um, 
not just working and talking about Dylan, but we started working together. And then just through all her projects and my projects, we just always kept bringing each other back into our work. And um, when the pandemic hit and we couldn't see each other and we couldn't talk to each other, we started Zooming and talking. And then we just started talking about different things, both in our work and then about Dylan, frankly. Um, you know, he's 22 years old now. And um, we've been through everything together, our personal lives, Dylan's lives, Ethan's lives. And just over Zoom, we started thinking like, well, what if we recorded this? And people heard the perspective of myself as a BCBA, Jen as a mom and advocate and, you know, amazing person in the community. And we started talking about topics from both of those perspectives and just two people talking about what was happening. And so that's how it happened. And it, we're low tech where, where our content is great, <laughs> but our, you know, we're content just, is king. Yeah, content is, is king. This is so fancy, Shannon, what we're on right now. Oh. Jen and I are just two Zoomers. <laughs> well, can I tell you, this is not fancy at all. I'm in the back room in my house, but we are moving back into our studio next month and then we will be oh, fancy. Great. We're in a new Good. studio and then awesome. we will be super fancy, but we've all been low tech. Mm -hmm. Um, I can, I can, uh, show you how to do this. This is, this is easy. This, this is nothing. Um, I don't want to say nothing. Restream has been lovely to us. Um, but it's super low tech is what I'm trying to say to you. But anyway, so Jen, I, yeah, I just feel Gosh, like I haven't seen you in forever. I if you. I, I'm so I know, <laughs> I just would love to wrap my arms around you. Um, so, and, and excited that there was this way to sort of keep a little bit in touch with what you were doing and how things were going and to hear updates about Big D because mm -hmm. um, we didn't get to see you. I only ever see you at events. I know. I know. And it's like, what you know, having you at all the events was like the highlight. And, oh, stop. you know, I always feel like you're a partner in crime. So, yeah, it's been a weird couple of years, hasn't it? Yeah, it certainly has. <laughs> but we're and all still standing. So Yes, but it's yeah. still super weird. Can I just say? Yes, it is uh, so we've gotten a couple of questions and comments that have come in already. Kelly, tell them again what the name of your book is. Sure. It's an older book. I wrote that in 2003, the same year wow. I became a BCBA. I still use it. I still use all the social skill checklists. Um, it's called, you can find it on Amazon. The best version is the electronic version at this point. Um, and if you Google my name, but it's a hands-on solution, a hands-on manual for social skills solutions. And so Wonderful. most people know me as someone who has sort of always done social skill groups, right? In 2004, I started my practice here in California, Kelly McKinnon Associates, and we did group ABA long before group ABA was a thing. <laughs> I sort of felt like I was making it up as I was going along, but um, we used the checklist from this book. And then, um, and to this day, I still use it in my practice where I am now. Amazing. And so talk a little bit about the topics that you guys take on the, on the podcast. Um, cause I, I feel like there's going to be at least one person out there that's going to say, I don't understand why, you know, you would have another podcast on. First of all, yeah. <laughs> there like, there, there are so many podcasts and that I love and that I listen to and, um, everyone explains things in a different way. And every podcast has, has its own flavor. I particularly think that we're a good pairing. Talk about pairing that we're a good pairing when we talk about it in the wine sense, because uh, I feel like on 
and correct me if I'm wrong, on, on Autism Live, we're, we started out as being something that would just be for parents and caregivers. And then we discovered, oh my gosh, there's more people that want to listen to that. But we are always coming from the point of view of like making sure that we can explain it to someone who loves someone on the spectrum. And I feel like for you guys that you kind of started on the flip, that it was maybe a little bit more for professionals, but that you always wanted to make it accessible for the people who love people on the spectrum and people on the spectrum themselves, but that, um, that you guys are looking at things through the, it's the same lens, but it's a different color. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So talk about what some of your topics are and, and so people know why they should come over and listen to you guys. I think you're doing a great job. Well, we're hoping to be number two. You'll always be number one. <laughs> I don't know about that. Come get me. You know, I would be happy and thrilled if you guys came, I'd be happy to be two to your one, honestly. So come get me. <laughs> well, no, I mean, so my nickname out in the field is the practical BCBA, right? I'm not the researcher. Um, I am the one who's talking about what are we going to do right now with what's happening right now, which is why I know you and I have always used your jargon of the day whenever I've trained and talked to people. And way back when I was teaching at Chapman in 2013, that jargon of the day was always a part of the videos were part of my coursework. And so I have always been, you know, the practical BCBA and I am looking at like quality of life for children and families. And that changes as kids get older, right? You know, what is quality of life for a four-year-old is different than a 15-year-old versus different than a 22-year-old for them and the family members. And so it's always been important to me as part of my, any ABA assessment I do to say like, if we could if we could improve three things right now, what would that be to make a very meaningful, impactful improvement over your life? And so our topics kind of work our way through that. And Jen and I found that when we, if you talk to any parent of a child with autism, and I, I can't say this enough about the BCBAs in our field, they want to know that one, their child is happy, right? Is their child happy, healthy, safe? right? Are they as independent as they possibly can be? And do they have a tribe that they're a part of? And I heard you use the word tribe. And so we pick our topics from that. And so we'll sort of say like, you know, well, what is happy for a family right now? One of our best listened to podcasts is Jen's son, Ethan, as a sibling. Um, he was on our podcast and from a real perspective, talked about what it was like growing up with Dylan, what it was like having ABA in his life and what he thinks his future might be like. And he was brutally, wonderfully honest. And I think that we just, um, you know, that's why we pick our topics. And sometimes it's whatever's pissing us off right now. We, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, we just this morning dropped our latest podcast that was called transitioning into adulthood or falling off a cliff. Cause that's what's happening right now for big D, frankly. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, you know, for me, it's always, you know, like you said, you know, our kids, we, we've been doing this a long time, right, Shannon? And, um, you know, there's all different stages, as Kelly said, and, uh, you know, with you starting out, like, you know, learning and then evolving and, you know, year to year, sometimes week to week. Um, you know, things change and, um, you know, priorities change. What's the immediate, like, focus to support Dylan and make his life better? Again, make him happy, make sure he's safe. Um, 
And for me, because Dylan is 22 now, which I can't believe, and Ethan is 20 um, and away at college, um, you know, I feel like that we have um, changed and evolved so much and Dylan has come so far um, that as always, and I think you and I've been this way, Shannon, for a long time, we want to take what we've learned and known and not only help other families, especially younger families or families just starting out on this journey, but also support and help um, new um, service providers, especially ABA service providers. Because I think as we know, just jumping into it as parents, like, you know, it's like, whoa, what is happening? And, you know, we can't expect for everybody to have the answers straight out of the gate or understand or know. And everybody with autism is different. So I just, you know, we try to bring that perspective, both as Kelly have been working, including with, you know, knowing Dylan since he was born, but that whole journey and, you know, how we can support both professionals and families. Absolutely. And I, I, I just applaud you guys for what you're doing. Um, I think it's, I think that if, if everybody that watches our show came over and either watched or listened to your show, I think they would be like, Oh, I, 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 I found my other home. Um, you know, I, I think it makes total sense. And I also want to say too, that it can't just be one voice. And I'm always trying to be very careful about the fact that I have an embarrassment of riches in that my son is, is doing so well. And, and he's off at college now. I mean, off at college, he's living at home, going to college, but, um, I don't want to make it sound like he's in a dorm room because we are not there yet. Uh, mom is not there yet. It's not, he could do it, but I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, but you know, I, I get criticism all the time from people who will write in and say, well, that's all very well and good, but I want to hear stories from kids who have challenges that your son does, no longer has, you know, and big D is amazing. And I, and I love hearing all the progress that he's making, but I think that you speak to that audience of people that, um, you know, he, he's, I don't, I don't know how to say it politically correct, but he has, he's got some other challenges oh, um, that some of these, uh, some other kids don't have. Mm -hmm. And you also have the sibling piece too. Gem is an only child. I mean, there's just so many different stories that are going to connect with you in a way that look at me and go, yeah, but you're not dealing with that. Mm -hmm. And you've also through a lot of it, been a single parent mm -hmm. um, and been through those challenges. You know, you, your story and mine, we have so many similarities, but there's other places where you're the perfect puzzle piece opposite of, of mm -hmm. to be able to answer to challenges that people have gone through. So I, I super love that you guys are doing this. I was so excited when I found out that you were doing this and I, and I love the topics and I love that some of the times it's the things that you're ticked off about um, <laughs> because that you bring a level of passion to it because you guys are like, Hey, um, you know, here's the thing. And, and it's not just, you know, mild mannered, you guys weighed in. So I super love it. So where can people find your podcast? When do you have a schedule of when you drop new, um, episodes, talk to them. We do. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify are the two big ones, anchor podcast. Um, we, I just wanted to say that the other thing we like to do is we like to talk about stuff that people don't like to talk about. And we like to go through it from several angles 
and we spent a lot of time talking about sexuality and boy if you haven't listened to that one uh, we have our friend Barbie Vartanian from New Jersey in there and we talk get real about boys and masturbation and we're three women talking through that <laughs> I love it and with I that love it. Yeah, what that looks like. Um, but those are the platforms you can find us on. Um, when we first started, we were ambitious and we were doing one a week. Um, as our schedules are getting busy, we're doing one every two weeks now and we drop them on Mondays, every two weeks on Mondays. So the one, the one we just dropped, the transitioning into adulthood or falling off a cliff is out right now. There you go. And what I encourage you guys to do is go and whatever way that you listen to podcasts, subscribe. And I'm going to tell you to subscribe for a couple of different reasons. First of all, once you subscribe, then you're not going to miss when a podcast comes and you don't even have to pay attention. They'll just tell you that another podcast has come plus, which it makes a difference for the podcasters. When you subscribe, you're saying I've made a commitment. I want to be listening to this. And it's hard for podcasts to stay on the air, you guys. And it helps with yeah. everything, the more subscribers that they have. So please go and subscribe so, and even if you don't watch every single or listen to every single episode, um, you'll be helping to keep that podcast on the air. So go and subscribe, do yourself that favor, and then you'll get a notification and you'll know what this week's topic is so that when, when it's something you're like, oh, I really got to listen to this now. Um, and, and you'll love it. I, I love, cause I'm back in the car now and I was missing a lot of things because in the car, I get a lot of stuff done. And listen to things. And um, and now I'm back in the car a lot. So it's wonderful. Uh, they want to know, do you guys have a YouTube channel? And do they have to pay to watch your stuff? We do have a YouTube channel. We don't always put everything that we record on the channel. But some of the highlights we have, you can subscribe and there's no cost. There we go. There we go. Uh, so free download. Get, you know, like I said, uh, pick the place that you like to get, how you like to get your podcast and subscribe there. Um, iTunes is just easy for me. Yeah. So, um, and, and I said this for us at the start of the show, I'm going to say this for you guys too. If you want to help this podcast, go in and give them a review on iTunes. The algorithm goes crazy for a podcast. When you give a review, it's the best gift you can give a podcaster who's on iTunes. Uh, there, I have said that. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. American Amy says, uh, I don't listen to podcasts. I watch YouTube. Um, so, but check out their channel and see, and, um, I would encourage you to give a try to listening to a podcast, American Amy, because even if it's, you're going to take it and go for a walk, it's a super great way to get new information. Tell us again, what the name of the podcast is. Cause it's a mouthful, Kelly. Yeah. yeah. It, it, again, it started off with us just chatting over zoom and talking about it so there's and at one point we were going to change it but it was what we already had out there but it is called a 25 year look across the spectrum um with kelly and Birmingham. explain why explain so, why it's the 25 year look across the spectrum so when i started it two years ago i had been in this field for 25 years i'm now at my 27th year i've been working in the field since 1995 um, and i started in massachusetts working with adults in um, helping to close down the state institutions where adults were sent when they were, you know, had any kind of diagnosis, they were put in state institutions. And so I started in 1995 working, helping those adults move out into their own. And so it just started off um, in the pandemic saying, hey, I had this 25 years of knowledge, 
Jen has 22 years of experience with her son. Let's merge them together. Amazing. Johanny wants to know, Kelly, do you think that we should be changing our providers as our kids get older? I think it depends. I mean, there's, it's always nice to have a fresh set of eyes every few years. I think, Jen, you can probably mm -hmm. speak to that, right? Uh, having a new perspective. Um, even if you don't go with that new provider, getting a new set of eyes and sort of looking at things freshly, I think always is always helpful. I, I definitely agree. I mean, for Dylan, um, things have evolved through the years, his needs. And I wouldn't say just like for ABA, I would say just across the board. And I mean, you know, there's always priorities, right? Um, and for me, you know, there were time frames when Yes, he has had ABA since he was two, and he had private, and then he had at school. But sometimes, is it okay? Is one on one better in you know the household, or is a social skills type of setting more appropriate? Um, or like now that he's older, like the focus is on you know out in the community and safety, and um, you know CBI and self care, and so and again it's not just aba there's times when i'm like okay like you can't do it all right shannon we try but <laughs> at some point you know what what was more appropriate for him is speech therapy at the time or ot mm -hmm. or co combining that so um you know i think it's always go with your gut um and also there's a thing of i mean when we've been doing this so long i mean it's the, the people you surround yourself with and knowing if it's a good match I mean, I've had some people, I had one guy that worked with Dylan for um, 10 years um, at, in our home and he was great. And in the end, like, you know, I, there's times I think for me, it's harder to make a break than for Dylan, <laughs> um, you know, but it, it was the time to move on and, you know, he was moving on, but, you know, but then. I mean, I'm very lucky. Everybody loves my kid and whoever has worked with Dylan through the years, sometimes it cracks me up because, you know, he used to beat people up pretty good, you know, and, um, but they still love him. And even if they don't work with them now, they're still in our lives. They're like part, part of our family. So, you know, I think it's just, you know, going with the gut and seeing like, again, like anything else, what is the best course of action at this point in time? I can't wait to listen to the podcast that just dropped today because, um, Jen, you've got to have a unique perspective on this as since Dylan has just turned tw uh, 22, you have officially hit the cliff. You're there. Yeah. And to hear from you and, it's, and I can't even imagine because I think that's been a really hard time for a lot of people, but to be hitting the cliff right after a two year COVID nightmare, mm -hmm. uh, you got to have a pretty unique perspective there. Um, and I don't know, how much do you want to tease about what's on the, uh, people need to go listen to it. I want them to go listen yeah. to it, but well, um, yeah. yeah. Um, just to say, you know, I've always, you know, I've been in professionally in this world now for about 15 years, um, whether working for nonprofits or for the school district, um, working with special education. So, you know, I thought I was completely on top of it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I did my research and I, you know, I worked really hard and I thought it was going to happen. And, you know, then he just a teaser, you know, the time came and he aged out. And there's, um, unfortunately, 
for many different reasons, there has been nothing in place. And I've been like, you know, struggling and fighting with, um, you know, different entities to get him in an appropriate adult day program. And it is difficult because, um, you, you know, you know me a long time. I work full time. I'm a single mom. And, um, you know, I also do a lot of volunteer work for other you know, special needs organizations. And, you know, I, I have a very strong um, tribe. Um, but, you know, the tribe is also exhausted. And, you know, we, you know, there's a lot we can't do physically together still. So, yeah, it's been a challenge. I like to try to always be just super positive and look at the bright side, but it's been pretty intense like, lately. Yeah, I'm sure. Let's call it. He had this amazing graduation that we both, mm -hmm. you know, we were at. He graduated his adult transition program because he turned 22 and now he's home. Mm -hmm. Just so home. It's frustrating. I think what's hard too is, um, you know, for our kids, um, you know, my son, he does, he's severely impacted with autism. You know, there's a lot that he's going to need assistance with in, you know, in many areas of his life, like forever. And I know that, but I've also seen him grow so much, especially I love the transition program and the one he was at. And he was just doing so much. And he's a guy that, you know what, he thrives when he's busy, you know? Yeah. But my, our, I don't know about your kid, but my kid can be lazy too. And so that's what kills me. Like, you know, the longer that I have to wait and, you know, he has to wait, like the more regression that we see and obviously more behaviors or just like, I can tell sometimes he's bored. Like, I'm just going to go sleep because, you know, normally I'd be at a job training or, you know, out yeah. at the gym or something. So, you know, I'm still trying to be positive. But it has been crazy because I thought, you know, I was one of the more organized people out there. <laughs> so it's it's frustrating, you know. I know it, it is that uh, there was this group of pioneers that mm -hmm. that went went through this journey and they laid groundwork for our generation, mm -hmm. Jen. And then movers and shakers like you came along and you furthered the pathway while working with people like Kelly. And that I know it's hard because you're tired right now. You have to be after everything that you just have been through and a pandemic and working and all of those things. But I also know you're a warrior and that you're going to find. And, and if you can't find, you're going to create and that you will change the way people are looking at the cliff. Cause I know you, and I know how you roll. Um, Cause you'll find what works uh, for big D and then you'll share what it is, and that will help millions of people, millions of people. So I, I have to say, I want to, I want to be your ally in that, and anything I can do that, to help you to promote the things that you find. But I'm excited for the world that this is the place that you're at because I know you're going to make good things happen. Yeah, I think the first thing that came to my mind, which is going to sound crazy, but you know how I roll, is that when this happened with Dylan, I thought of like all of my friends that kids just started the transition program which are many and many students that I used to work with um and the first thing I thought was I gotta contact or you know get it out there as, to as many people that I know and care about and the kids um 
other adults now, but <laughs> because I got to say, okay, look, you think like you have four years mm. or whatever the birthday to figure this out, but you know what? We got to start now and let me like, let me use tools or, you know, good or bad of situations that are happening to me at the moment. And let's, let me share that with you, but share, like you said, ideas, solutions, so they will be prepared, like, you know, to start as early as possible. Because for me, you know, I started a year, a calendar year ahead, I had a game plan. And then it was like, whoa, what happened? And yes, of course, because of COVID, that's a huge component. But, you know, I think we all know with, um, you know, just um, the systems in place right now that, um, you know, there's, I do think that some entities also use that as an excuse. Oh, yes. And that, you know, in some, you know, aspect of the system is failing our, um, young adults um, that need services. Amen. I can't believe that we're already out of time and I feel terrible because we didn't get to anything that we wanted to talk about. And Kelly, you just were were there at Calaba and I, w- I wanted to talk to you about some of the presentations that you were a part of and we ran out of time. So we're open invitation whenever you ladies have time. We'd love to have you come back. I admire you both greatly. You're both amazing women in this field, making a big difference on a daily basis. And I love that you're letting us in on the conversation by sharing your podcast. So absolutely remarkable telling everybody, go listen to a 25 year look across the spectrum with Kelly Birmingham and Jen Lucera and subscribe, subscribe. You will be happy that you did. And if you're watching on iTunes, please uh, give them a review. It will help their podcast immensely. Um, I didn't get to all of the comments and I apologize, American Amy. I want to acknowledge that you talked about how important speech is and that you wished that you had had more of it early on because it helps with all kinds of things, including, but, but certainly uh, with, um, being understood, which is a very big thing. I also want to say that uh, you asked, uh, is this show on iTunes? And it is this show podcast iTunes. It should be there either later today or tomorrow. So if you're, you're going there, you can listen to this episode on iTunes and there you do get the choice of doing video um, or just audio. So you can take us in the car. It's a great thing. Uh, anyway, I, I want to thank you ladies so much for being here again and for all the work that you do. We are out of time. I do want to tell our audience that tomorrow, Dr. Doreen Grampichet is back live for Ask Dr. Doreen. And on Wednesday, Karen Fessel is here with us, another person who was at Calaba and was presenting. And she's going to be talking with us about insurance. And I know everybody goes, oh no, I don't want to talk about this. But I'm telling you, I think when you are empowered with what Karen knows, you get more done. So you do want to be here while we talk to Karen. It might be the most important conversation to make sure that your child gets or that you get what you need and that you don't um, end up in the poorhouse over it. So be here for that. Karen Karen and I presented together at Cal Abba this weekend. And was that the one thing about safety? Yep. Or no? it was the 20 on the 26 project. So if people want to go to 26 project.org, it's about making sure your home is safe in the event of a fire. Yes. I mean, we have talked about that project here before on the show and sometime I should have both of you to come back and talk just about that. But, um, obviously we all, this is, this is something that poignantly 
what, what was brought to our attention that we cannot afford to not have that in place. So thank you for the work that you are all doing on that front because I can't even, I get so emotional. Um, but it's important, important for our lives and for our kids' lives. Uh, whew, can't even. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I have to get us off the air, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, give your kiddos a hug for me thank and you, one for Shannon. you as well. Bye, Kelly. I adore Jen. you. Miss I you. I adore you back. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.